Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Good evening, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you all for being with us today. Uh, we have a draw, unbeaten, unbeaten start for Matt Taylor. Um, we'll try and find a few more positives from the game, assuming we can. I'm sure we'll find some, don't worry about it. Um, Mick is with us. How are you doing, Michael? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm not bad. Not bad at all. Danny, how was your Thursday gone as we record? Um... A little bit stressful, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, but other than that, we've been all right. Wonderful. Um, yeah, so we've got the one, one one draw to talk about. A penalty incident, uh, a terrible penalty. Uh, Sunning goal from Millwall and an OK performance in part. And then we can look ahead as well. We've got a game on Saturday, um, which will be much tougher, I suspect. Um, but we'll come through all that as we do. See, we've got Jeff Grundy's with us, Phil Rawlinson's with us. Asking have I changed my mind on the penalty decision from the instant reaction? We'll come up to that in a minute. S6 or Miller, Paul Brock, Sarah Ogden, Dean Cately uh, with us. Thank you all for being with us. Um, let us start with the penalty. Let's start with the game. The first within 10 minutes, anyway. Um, Ben Wiles goes and wins a penalty. I said last night, Mick, I didn't think it was a penalty. I think I've sort of changed my mind in the sense that I think the Millwall defender deserved to concede the penalty for it. <laughs> the, the tackle was that bad that he deserved everything he got. Um, but whilst he knew what he was doing, he kicked the ball away, waited for the tackle, went down. It is a penalty, um, but he's looked for it, hasn't he? I think. Yeah, probably has. Probably has, but, you know, he's got to... <laughs> The player can't go in like that in penalty area. When no, I mean the ball's gone. You know what I mean? So, so I'm, there's no argument for me. It was a penalty, no question. Um, had it been gone the other way, I might, I might have argued a bit harder. But um, no, no, it was a penalty. Um, and, and you're right, you're right. For making a challenge like that, it deserves a penalty, whether he catches him or not. To be fair, because it was just stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, it was one of those where he, he, he starts the tackle and you think, before he's even really committed to it, you think, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing that? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah I, I can't be any argument over that, I'm afraid. None at all. No. I agree. Danny, I assume you're in the same boat. Yeah, um, it's definitely a penalty, but it's a very smart play from Wales to get the penalty, I think. Um, but with the referee, we had on ref watch that he likes to give penalties. He gave 11, I think it was, last season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think if I think maybe Wales watched the podcast. I don't know. And so he's gone down in the area got and thought, hmm, referee's going to give this one. And, yeah, got the penalty. Um, I think Dan may have been a little bit lucky to get it converted. Um because I legit held my breath as he took his penalty, and it's like, oh no, it saved it. Oh, the next ripple, thank goodness. <laughs> um, so yeah, nice opening 10, uh, 10 minutes from us, half an hour overall. Matt Taylor described it as the blueprint of the football he wants us to play, and if that's football he wants us to play, fair enough, yep, I can get on board with that. It's just the other 60 minutes that were a little bit frustrating, <laughs> a little bit. A little mm. bit underselling it, Danny. Mm. <laughs> um, Nicholas Skibor says it was a clear penalty for him. Yeah, I, I'm happy it was given. But <laughs> at the other end, I may be uh, maybe complaining a little bit. It took long enough, and all. How long did referee take from the foul from the foul being done to giving the penalty? It took forever, didn't it? I don't have a problem with that. He obviously thought about it. He obviously is running by and running through in his mind again and, and, and giving it some thought. I, I don't have an issue with that at all. Um, you know, take your time, make the right decision, and, and he has made the right decision. There's no question about it. So, um, I don't think anybody could argue that. Even even the Millwall sports weren't <laughs> you weren't arguing it, were they? Really, to be fair. No. Um, let's get the ref chat out of the way first. I think because I think it's quite a minimal chat this time, Danny. Um, I thought well, there was some Tommy Hughes nonsense, which we'll come on to in a minute. But for, I thought for the most part, the referee refed the ref the game in the way that I want to see it refed. I think he let too much go at times, but I'd prefer to see him let too much go than not enough. Uh, I thought that was uh, the right track of a way the game should be refereed for the most part. Yeah, yeah, we've we've always said about um, consistency, haven't Mm. we? And I thought he was very consistent with letting things go, but also pulling up a little bit sharp with other things. Um, It was very consistent with the throw-ins, I have to admit. He pulled... (laughs) The wall up with his throwings, like taking yards, but then he also pulled us up for it as well. Eventually, eventually, eventually. He, yeah, he pulled everybody up in 85th minute onwards for the rest of the time. Yeah. It, it was just like, now nah, I've had enough now, nah, I can't bother to make big decisions. We'll go home now. Um, but yeah, I thought it was okay to be honest. We've seen far, far worse, but we have seen better. It's just a nice, average refereeing performance, nothing exceptional, nothing too outlandish either. I don't think just. Yeah, he's done his job, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, if that if that's if that's the refereeing performance every week, mate, we're happy, aren't we? Um, reasonably, yeah. reasonably, and 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 yeah, I'm I'm all for letting stuff go. I am genuinely, but you know, when you're pulling opposition's shirt above their head and then get then winning a free kick for doing it, I'm not so sure on that. You know, it did it did it did allow it to go too far, and particularly when Tommy Eves came on. I mean, that was just. It, it was ridiculous that he got two free kicks awarded against him for having his shirt pulled off his back. But I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, that that is what it is. It was same for both sides, so yeah. it's consistent in it. But it's just striking that balance of of allowing allowing the um, 
the, the game to flow, but when it's so obvious, um, you know, there were one with Chio where you couldn't actually see the number on his shirt. No, that's true. Both mm. inside out. And, and and those are the things that you, you have to give, surely. So, mm-hmm. yeah, listen, there's no, you can't really moan about that at all. I think with them, with, certainly with Tom Eaves having his shirt ragged off his back, it, it's sort of a strange catch-22 situation with big centre-forwards that they're trying to get a little bit of um, presence over the defender and the defender's holding on to their shirt. But because he's like, oh, he's the big man, he's, he's not going to be torn off that easily. They don't really do anything. Mm. Um, we saw it in Michael Smith last season. He was pulled all over at a shop and nothing yeah. was given. And now we've just seen it with Tom Eaves. Um, but I think after yesterday, like you say, mate, it needs to be pulled up more. It doesn't matter if you're six foot four or five foot eleven, like Gio is. Mm. It needs to be pulled up yeah. on it because what, what's going to happen is he, is he legit just going to have a piece of shirt held in his hand, and then he's like, <laughs> "Ref, look, he has got the number off my shirt in his hand. Where's the free kick?" Mm-hmm. You know. But anyway. Anyway. anyway, anyway, Paul Brooks, as we noticed, the referees have totally abandoned the rush to take throw-ins and free kicks. Massive difference from the first two games. Yeah, imagine our surprise. We called it. We we literally said that was what was going to happen because we've all been here before. We're all we've all been football fans for many a year, and we know this happens. Uh, there's three or four things that the PGMA want to clamp down on when the season starts, and they do for two or three weeks. Um, but you know, there yeah. you go. Um, on the penalty make, it was a terrible, terrible penalty from Dan. And the, uh, he's got very, well. All right, it's maybe not as bad as what I've just said, but no. the keeper's had an absolute stinker, has he? Yeah, he has. He, he should have saved it. He went very, very early, um, and 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 Dan Barlas, uh, Dan Barlas had chased him essentially with it. Mm. Um, I mean, he went so early that I think had he saved it, he might have got. It might have had to be retaken because mm. um, he was. He was quite away off his line, and he went very, very early before the ball was kicked. So, um, but yeah, it wasn't as bad as you were making out. He took it some power, and it went in back at net eventually. So, you know, it's a it's a good penalty because it made us one nil, put us one nil up. So, you know, but uh, yeah, it could have perhaps been a bit better. But <laughs> let's not let's not pull him to pull him on that. He's, he's, he missed his last one, so uh, he'd be happy to get this one into the back of net. However, it went in. It did thankfully. Thankfully, thankfully. Um, let's talk about the goal for Millwall, Danny. It's a stunning finish. Stunning. He's, he's, the thing is, Barlas has got him. Barlas has barely given him a yard. He's given him a yard yard and a half, maybe. It's not like he's stepped off him. You know, like that Harry Darling's goal where we, we allowed him a bit of space and he moved into it. This was literally, he's got a yard and a half and, and pinged it. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm not handing anybody any blame for that. He's just going to sometimes, well done. Yeah, Um I was more or less banging in line with it because me and Tanya decided to move to get out of the rain. And, yeah, it were an absolutely stunning strike. I've got no complaints about that one. It's just he's wrapped his foot round it and he's found that little niche bit of netting that the keeper's not going to save it. Mm. Um, Victor's properly reached for it and can't get near it. So it's just unfortunate that he's found that little little half yard of space, wrapped his foot round it, found the top corner and made it 1-1. The only concerning thing for me is that we didn't go looking for that second goal. I think we had only one shot on target all game and that was the penalty, which mm. is a bit of a... Mm. But, but anyway, and fair play to the Millwall lads. Credit where credit's due. We finished like that, I say. 
Yeah. Um, the game just died a death nick after the first 20 minutes, half an hour. From, from, from a Rolling United point of view, uh, I should sort of say I think Millwall were very poor. Um, but having said that, they still could have won the game three or four. Why? Tom Bradshaw had his shooting boots on, would have lost the game comfortably because there were so many silly little mistakes. Uh, it was a very un United type performance compared to every other game this season, minus the Wigan game, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Millwall couldn't finish the dinner, could they? You know what I mean? They were, they were just they were appalling. But having said that, we didn't even we didn't even have any dinner to finish. So <laughs> you know, it's like it, 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 it was that bad in terms of uh, in terms of quality after the last uh, that uh, after the first twenty minutes or so. Um, it could have been a it could have been a conference league game for mm. me. It was it was the quality was really really poor. Um, and 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 disappointingly so. Um, I know I sort of had a little bit of a rant on the the post match last night about a couple of things, and and looking back on it, I might have been a little bit harsh. But in terms of quality, we made like I said last night, we made a very very mediocre side in in Millwall um, look look above average. Mm. Um, so we couldn't keep the ball. We were constantly lumping it along to, to Chio and, and, and wash up front who had absolutely no chance. To the point, I think, where Chio just gave up in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he gave up even challenging for him. It was just pointless. He, you know, we, they've got a, a defender who's, I think, about six foot seven, is he? That number five? Small, like a massive, one. not it? Huge. Yeah. It's absolutely huge. He dwarfed Tom Eaves. Um, and we're playing the, playing the ball long up to, to, um, to Chio time and time and time again. Um, it, it, it wasn't good enough for me. Uh, the performance overall, with the exception of the first 20 minutes or so, just was not what we've seen this season. And it's really, really, I find it really disappointing. But, mm. you know, that's just me. That game's ever taken. Uh, it's, it's one of those games, that I suppose, you say, right, two years ago, we lose that game. We, we, we concede one of those chances and we lose 2-1. Mm. Um, we've taken a point, that's good. That is very, very good. But we should be beating... T- <laughs> Teams like Mill. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but we should, we should be beating teams who perform like that. You've got to put them to bed. And Millwall didn't. They, they, they deserved what they got because I thought we helped them. But at the same time, we, we've got to be putting teams like that. If they come to New York and put in that performance, we've got to do better, haven't we, Danny? Yeah, um, I think we played our better football and we actually had it on the floor mm. and took the game to Millwall because they looked very uncomfortable. It's only when we started um, putting it above head high that they started winning balls because they are a very big team, Millwall. That, I think it was their centre-half, Cooper, who was about six foot seven. Um, like I can understand why we brought Tom Eaves on to compete against that. But when it's up in the air and they're winning second balls quite often in the second half, there's no real competition against it. Mm. Um, but yeah, we play better football on the grounds. Uh, I think that might be one of the things Matt Taylor was insinuating he's working on. You know, better football on the ground, which is what he's more renowned for with Exeter, proper possession football on the ground. All right, might not be possession-based in the Championship for us. But on the ground football seems to be where we play our better football. If that makes sense, I mean, like one of the longer comments has said in the division, we are still <clears throat> we are still in in a very very healthy position right now, but it just seems to be we've got a new egg to crack. If that makes yeah. sense, and like you say, one of them is 
exploiting whatever you can when teams of <clears throat> Millwall's playing style come to New York and having that um, ability to adapt to different playing styles rather than just play, trying to play our own way against them. We need to have a way to adapt against <clears throat> the bigger teams who want it up in the air, which is to play it on the floor and play the way they don't like. Um, but like, like we've said, it's still a draw. It's still a point. You know, we are very, very healthily mid-table, more or less slap-bang in the middle as it happens. I think there's five points to the bottom and three points to the top six, something like yeah. that. So you couldn't really get more central than that, could you? After our games, um, yeah, I think Matt Taylor's got a job on his hands to work out how we exploit the gaps of other teams rather than just trying to focus on our own way of playing football. And I think he will find it. I really, really do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Bobby. I, I can understand why Gary Rowett's under pressure. Mm. Um, if that, right, if can, can, can I, can I yeah. just say something about Gary Rowett? Right. He had more minutes on the pitch against uh, on on Wednesday than Georgie Kelly had. <laughs> you know, that, 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 yeah. If, anyway, yeah. Moving on. Uh, if that's if I and we're not we don't like the gap teams too much, but I understand why Millwall fans have got it in for a little bit this season because that was poor to watch. We didn't help, obviously, but it was a, it was a poor standard of football, um, and you can see why they draw loads of games as well. Mm. They like the quality at the right end of the pitch as well. They're, they're very, so they're a bit like us, pretty solid at back. Been probably a bit short up top. They'll probably admit that. Um, yeah. Um, let's talk about ugh, substitutions. Jeremy uh, Simpson says our substitutions felt very defensive. Yes, they did. Um, yeah. RUFC Russ Bailey says evening lines, and I, I'm I'm at a loss. Like many more, this the Eves is getting the nod over Kelly. It's baffling. He says it he eclipses, gives the boss and text to Blackstock, does Tom Eves, and brings absolutely nothing whatsoever. Very strong words from Russ there. Um, I'll come. I'll come to you, Mick, first because you had a bit of a rant on, Pog, on the instant reaction. I, did, yeah. uh, I think we're all in agreement. We'd like to see Kelly over him, but I understand why Matt Taylor's picked Tom Eves. I, I, I think I said that. If I didn't sit on the instant reaction, I, I said it said it before game, Mick. Yeah. Tommy is the safe option. He's a championship player. He's got championship goals, probably over 100 championship appearances. If you're coming into a football club, you go for the experienced guy. You don't go for the guy that's got five appearances in the, in, in the championship so far. So I don't necessarily have a problem with Matt Taylor springing Tommy Eves on. That makes perfect sense to me. Um but he's really struggling in Tommy Eves. I don't know if it's confidence or what. He, he's a, he has played in the Championship. He's, he's clearly got the quality, but we haven't seen an inch of it yet, have we? No, we haven't. I mean, I said on the post-match, I, I said he were a League One player. Um, I, I'd got a little bit of bit of titty-lip on last night, to be honest with you. I was a bit mardy. I've been disappointed over the two performances, and I, I, I kind of threw my dummy out a little bit. Uh, do I regret saying he's a League One player? I, I, the jury's still out for me uh, mm. because I do accept that he's had no minutes, he's had no preseason and no match match time, no match practice. So you know, I, I'm, I'm personally I'm willing to give give him the benefit of the doubt. He's a massive unit, you know, and and he, he's played at this level, so so therefore he is capable of performing at this level by definition because he has he has done and he scored at this level. So. 
Um, so that, that that's one side of it. I, he, he tried to put himself about last night. He was always going to be onto a loser with 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 the, the Millwall defence because they'd already played seventy minutes or sixty minutes and 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 gaffered everybody that came. So so they were they were they were on a bit of a high, weren't they? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so so he was always going to be onto a loser with that anyway. Uh, and, and and what we've talked about with the referee and and giving protection for for those sorts of fouls that wasn't wasn't happening either. So. So he was he was he was on the on back foot straight away. Um when I when I got home, my wife had watched a game on Red Button. Um and she had noticed she mentioned something to me that I had not seen, but he was he had to be told by the manager to come back uh to, to defend a corner. Yeah, I saw that. Wait, that's when he had a had a good referee, wasn't it? Yeah, and and she said he looked like a petulant child. He did his his his, his bottom lip were out, he was like now I don't know whether that's just whether that's just whatever the circumstances of the game, or whether there's an, an issue, an attitude issue there or not. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but at the moment, for me, he's just not cutting it. It, it, it really isn't. Um, we know Georgie Kelly, and we've seen Georgie Kelly, Kelly play far more than the manager has clearly. Um, so he, I can't. I'm not going to criticise anything that the manager did yesterday whatsoever. Um, but uh, for me, Georgie Kelly is a better option at the moment. But having said all that, Eves probably needs the game time. Mm. I think that's you pointed that out to me last night. You talked about that last night after the post match. You know, does he need some game time? Does he need to get himself into some sort of vein of form? Um, because he hasn't had any at all. So. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to make him a scapegoat. I don't want to make anybody a scapegoat. You know, he's. But I, the other, the only other thing, and I know I've gone on and on here, Anta. For me, I don't want a big man up front necessarily. You know, I don't want the archetypal number nine, six foot two, bullying everybody out of the way because that's going to encourage us to play that long ball game. Mm. We're playing the long ball game even without him up there for the last, certainly for the last two matches. Prior to that, we didn't play at all and we were extremely successful and looked a very dangerous team. But when we've reverted back to it, whether we've got the big man up there or not, we look completely ineffective, utterly ineffective. So for me, I don't think he is the right man for the style of football that I personally want, want my team to play. Mm. I don't know what to do with me, has it? But... We're gonna we're gonna start playing ball long, and we're not gonna we're not gonna be creating the chances that we have. I think. Yeah, um, I didn't like the ironic cheers that he got yeah. when he won a header. No. I was I was really disappointed. I, I, I about to say I understand I understand people are frustrated, but to ironically cheer your own player when he's when he is trying, he did try. He ran around. He just he just lacked the quality. Um, don't just don't do that. <laughs> Can mm. you imagine? He's running around trying, and it's not working for him. And he gets the ironic cheers from his own fans, always yeah. play, always barely played for. Um, That's probably why he looked like he did when he had to come back and defend corner. Possibly, probably, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a fan of digging players out, particularly when they're still with us, unless they're Dexter Blackstock. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't. Think, he didn't get much stick when he was wearing shirt, did he? No, he didn't really. Um, we should have done. Yeah, <laughs> what can you do, Danny? I mean, mixed basically covered everything. What What do you do here? Do you say right? 
give him a go. Start him on Saturday, Tom Eves, and give him a proper go away from home so there's no fans or le- much less fans to have a go at him. And, you know, if he get when it when he gets things wrong, or do you, or do you just go right? He's not working for you. We'll keep you out of team for a, for a brief period. It, it, fe- it feels like me. It's one or other. Give him a full go or keep him away for a bit. Yeah, it's um, it's a de- it's a difficult puzzle for Matt Taylor to solve that one mm. um, because, like you say, he did look uh, very childish when he was having a go at the referee. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I thought he was going to get himself sent off for having a go at the referee. Like oh, the way he were having a go, he's clearly said summer that warranted a word. And I don't know if the referee held back or what, but I thought that were him done. And I think if he had been sent off, the uh, the, um, the outpour of um, criticism, shall we say, to word it politely, would have been a lot worse. Because mm. um, for me, the game he's trying to play doesn't make him a bad footballer. It's just that in terms of how he's trying to play, it's not suiting how we're trying to play, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, the balls into the box weren't the best yesterday, but then when they were good, they weren't being attacked. Um, <clears throat> so it, it, it's like six, one and a half dozen at other. You know, it's not all Tom Eve's fault, you know, even though at times he did have the first touch of an elephant, bless him. But at, but at the same time, it's sort of uh, fallen at his feet because he's like our view of the Michael Smith replacement, which he actually isn't. Yeah, it was, it was originally brought in to compliment Michael Smith and give him a bit more of a rest until he went to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I don't think it's a panic buy from Warren bringing Eves in. Like I say, it's a, it was a compliment to Michael Smith. Well, did we try bringing him in in January, but he wanted to play in Championship? Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, not, that, it's not that, a panic buy, he wanted him. Yeah, I think he, he wanted uh, Cole Stockton and Tom Eves in January, so I was told, but things just didn't work out. And then we got Tom Eves and Michael Smith went and we just didn't get Cole Stockton. Anyway, um, yeah, so we Eves, it's, again, it's a complex puzzle. I think if we are just trying to keep the points ticking over, I would keep him out of the team and play Kelly until it until we get an absolutely disastrous performance out of Kelly, mm. which we haven't yet. You know, the short time we've seen him, he has played well and put himself about and got stuck into the defenders and trying to win the ball, and he scored. Um, but if we want to build Tom Eves up to speed with everybody else because he hasn't had a pre-season, you know, because he was out injured, he hasn't oh. started a game yet, <clears throat> then again, Kelly hasn't, um, then we should maybe start him potentially in a midweek game, I think, um, just to shake it up a little bit for a midweek game. But yeah, it, it, it is very complex. I think when we're on the back foot a little bit, we should bring Kelly on because then you've got the little, mm. like, you know, he's nipping at the defence and then their mindset will shift. But bringing Tom Zeeves on, it's just sort of a different thing to defend. And if we're not winning the aerial balls and it makes the other team weirdly more confident because they're still winning the balls that the big man's trying to get. Um, And then it all rolls around to set pieces. Like I've said, we haven't been too good on set pieces. So if we're not good on set pieces at, at the minute, don't bring the set piece winner on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, very complex puzzle. You can tell we've not got our degrees in management, unlike Matt Taylor. Um, so it's a very complex puzzle for him to solve. And um, I do think the Millwall game was him trying to evaluate the system mm. we play. And we may see a change for Blackburn, which may be more of his system that he wants to play. And then we will slowly see the compromise of the two systems. 
which is um, still being able to play direct, but being a li- little bit more on the floor passing base, which he was Taylor system at Exeter. Mm. Um, and if we do crack that, then we could be a very dangerous team. If we don't crack that, then, oh dear. But <laughs> but with Matt Taylor, again, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'm confident he will find that middle ground between the two. Um is it too early to suggest Tom Eves getting game time out on loan in January? Probably yes. But if he's not started many games between now and the World Cup, maybe the better option for him. But I do want to see him start a game. I want to see Eves and Kelly start a game because mm. they may complement each other very well. You know, you've got the the, the big guy versus the um, I'll go into any challenge, don't matter if I break myself sort of guy. Could be a very interesting thing that. Will we see it? Maybe not. Maybe Washington and Ben are a little bit comfy in the starting two. But new manager, new shake-up, might see it, might not. Have to wait and see. Yeah. But for me, Tommy isn't the bad guy. I was a little bit critical of him on the post-match, I will admit. Post-match frustrations and all that. But I don't think he's the, the bad guy and he doesn't deserve the um, the amount of stick he's getting, to be honest, because that will just lower his confidence straight down, which is something we don't want at all. Yeah. I agree with that, Danny, 100%. And I know I, I was critical of him as well, like, but um, he's he's not the bad guy at all. Yeah, he's not agreed. Uh, but George Kelly still still should have come on. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's we've got plenty to talk about. Let's talk about the next set of substitutions because these were the one of the strangest set of substitutions I've seen in a long time from Rotherham United. We took Rathbone off for Shane Ferguson and brought Lee Peltier on. Cohen Bramall. So what we did was we moved as left-handed central defender, who's right-footed, to the left wing back, and put Peltier, who's still right-footed as, a, as a, the left-hand side of the three, and we put our left wing back in a central midfield role in Shane Ferguson. Um, I didn't get him, but we've got Jim and Lindsay on bench. Mm. <laughs> You've got, I think I'm sure I've got, got a list up here. We have got Cameron Humphries, who's a defender, you could have just put as, as a, as a centre-half. Um, the Shane Ferguson one just I just blew my mind to be honest with you. I know, I know he's new and I, I suspect he's just gone for the experience. Peltier Ferguson, you know, the experience they've got is incredible. But Shane Ferguson in central midfield, talk me through that. I can't, I can't. <laughs> it was a bit bizarre. Uh, but it's his first game. I'm not gonna, I don't think it's anything that we need to get hung up on. Um, I think you're probably right. I mean, he, he alluded to it after the game that in the midfield we were just not. We just, whilst we were, we were running about a lot, we weren't actually keeping hold of the ball at all. So maybe he just wanted to get a little bit more of uh, a bit more experience in there in the hope that we could try and just maintain a bit of possession um, instead of constantly going long, which is what we did. So maybe that was it, but it, it righted itself pretty quickly. I think the other the other point I would, I would make is that um, just prior to that, just prior to that set of substitutions, Woody seemed to pull up slightly, mm. just yeah, for yeah. a short space of time. So I don't know whether you were concerned that you might have to bring Woody off. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bit bizarre. But uh, again, like I said, first game, let's just, yeah, we can ignore that one, I think, for the time being. For me, anyway. <laughs> we're going to have to, because I can't find any explanation for it, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Jim and Lindsay did come on in the 90th minute when Brooke Not Cuffey came off. Uh, Matt Taylor didn't suggest either way, to be honest with you, whether the Norton Cuffey injury is anything to be worried about. Uh, but it was good, Danny. Not Brooke Norton Cuffey was, was once again very good. He had hands full 
the guy on the right hand side on their left, I can't remember his name now, but he caused him a lot of problems defensively. But for the most part, I thought it stood up to the test again every week. This, this kid's getting tested, and every week he's answering the call. Really, I, I, it's more and more impressive each week. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's the second ta- uh, the second game running is one man of the match. Well, mm. So I think whilst everybody's having a bit of an off day, McCuffey's just grinding it out and just playing really well. Um, it was a handful against Wigan. He called. He caused uh, McLean all sorts of problems. Did it again against Millwall. Um, again, needs to work on his crossing a little bit. Um, but at the same time, he was trying to cut inside and bring the ball into... Um, he had a couple of shots as well, didn't he? I mean, there were yeah. rubbish, but... Yeah, well, you can tell he's not a goal scorer. You know, there's a reason he's only scored one professional goal. It's just quite funny. It was against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but again, he's getting himself into those positions, into those shooting positions where... Some players, yes, will hit the target nine out of ten times, but he's got the confidence to at least try it, mm. you know, which is like it'll come off at some point and might win us a game. You never know. But I have been very impressed with Norton Cuffey, and I will repeat myself time and time again and say he is scary for 18 years old. Like, if you're that good at football at 18 years old, good grief. When you turn to about, what, 20, 22, wow. You know, if he keeps on his, his current rate, he'll be in the top six. We asked him very, very easily. Yeah, well, the thing we just mentioned about getting getting in position, and taking those shots off. He's clearly had a bit of a nosebleed, but he's got the technique there. He, he's got he's, he's got the base there of, of an extremely good technique. So eventually, he's going to calm himself down and he's going to bury one. It's just a matter of time. Um, yeah. Very good. We've got a lot of people asking sort of questions about why Humphreys didn't play, McCart didn't play. And again, this is a guess, but I think he went unchanged from Saturday fully on purpose. You know, go unchanged, keep the same players, give them their second chance because of how bad Saturday was um, and sort of see where we go from there. I, I, I don't think he was... I could be wrong. I don't think, Mick, unless there was injury, I don't think he would have made any changes in the circumstances. No, I don't think so either. And I agree with it, to be fair, as well. I, I do I agree yeah, yeah, with the yeah. idea. He got two days with players between between games. So, yeah, he's never, he was never going to make any changes, were he? Um, so, I think we'll see potentially see a different story on Saturday now when he'll have had a week with the players, plus a game in between. So, mm. um, he's going to, clearly going to have a lot better idea as to um, which pegs fit in which holes, really. Um, so, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see changes on Saturday, I would imagine. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Paul Brock did see we see Cam Humphreys get uh, all set to come on, but didn't come on. Yes, I think mm-hmm. he did. I think he did get stripped off, but that's probably to do with like Mick said about Woody limping for a brief period. Um, but Woody weren't going to come off, were he? Let's be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jamie says man of the match for Grant Hall for trying the bicycle kick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just... yeah. You said in second half, mate, we need some flair from Grant Hall. He just tried a bicycle kick. I don't know what more flair you need from a second half. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't. I know everybody's raving about Grant Hall, and, and I don't think he missed a header last night. It was immense in the air. It was. But out of all of the centre backs, for me, he's the one. If if you were going to make a list in order of which centre backs had a mistake in him, he'd be at the top of the list for me, in my view. Not in the air, but certainly on the floor. Um, I, I think I've seen him on his backside, having been wrong-footed more 
than any other central defender I can <laughs> I can remember. He, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. Yeah, listen, he's a great player. There's no question about it. But for me, I think Peltier is a better player, uh, and, and I think Humphrey's a more exciting player. Um, it wouldn't be my first choice unless unless I was putting him in that middle um, in, in place of Woody. Because for me, that's where Grant Hall performs the best. I thought Grant Hall's distribution on Wednesday was poor. I, th- I, th- I think I thought he was immense in the air. And all right, it wasn't on his own. Let's be right. And I, you'll, you'll probably struggle to find a player who had good distribution yeah. on Wednesday night. Um, but certainly, everybody around us, every time Hall gave it away, it was like, "Oh God, here we go again." Uh, it just I was yeah. frustrated. But it gives that experience. It gives that organization. It does. Um, I think he probably probably helps Norton Cuffey as well. The experienced guy next to Norton Cuffey probably helps that as well. Um, potentially, I, I, for me, as I say, I think he, he, he is far better in the centre of that three. Far mm. better. Which anyway. might see on Saturday. Short, short, we'll short, do, yeah. short yeah. gap. Woody will limp in. Yeah. Mm. Um, let us talk about Ben Wiles. James Dyson comes with a comment. Uh, he, but James Dyson says, massive credit to Wiles last night. Pressed every ball, thought it was one of the better players out of possession after a few games off it. Because uh, let's say get behind the lads um, and get something at Blackburn where we don't usually do very well. Uh, Danny, are we being harsh? Because on the post match, I apologise, Jamie, but I disagree. I thought Wiles was better, but I thought the bar was quite low from where he was coming from. For the first, for the first 20 minutes, he did, he did very well. Um, but he sort of epitomised Rotherham United on Wednesday night. It was good for 20 minutes, and for the rest of the game, it was a little bit anonymous. Yeah, I thought that as well. I thought <clears throat> first half definitely was his stronger half. Um, <clears throat> then the second half, I don't, I don't know. It, it just weirdly felt like he just went missing in terms mm. of his contribution to the first half and how he did in the second half. Um, I think if Wiles had played. Uh, the second half, like he played the first half, we'd have been talking about a very strong performance from Ben Wiles. But again, it was a game of two halves for Wiles. Um, uh, and he's missing the second half really well. Wow, mate. He, it yeah. really wound me up. I've, again, I've been saying for a bit, what does Ben Wiles have to do to score? And last <laughs> night, it was to get his head over the ball and and not look at the floodlight that's above the, <laughs> that's above the north end goal because that's where the ball ended up. Um but with Wiles, if that's in League One, or if it's a Wiles who's a bit more confident in himself and and you know really enjoying his football at the minute, he buries that easily. Yeah. That's a, a goal he scored numerous times last season and scored in the Championship before. But I don't know, he's he's just a bit over the all over the shop in Wiles. But again, we've been saying it for a bit. He gets a goal and he'll settle. Mm. But it's just getting the goal and. And having that strong performance, yeah, he's, he's very strong in midfield, effectively in the first half against Millwall. But I think that miss made, made my mind up about it. That second half, he really dropped off. Again, might be overly critical, but we're overly critical with Wales because we know how well he can do. And when he isn't doing that well and he's dropping off, it gets frustrating. Mm. That, that that's all it is. It's just frustration and willing the lad to do well because we know he can do well. It's not it's trying to find a scapegoat or anything like that. It's just that come on, Ben. We know how good you are. We want mm. you at that level. We want you to find that level. And when he finds it, he's unplayable. But he needs to find it for 
more of a duration of a game rather than just the first half. In fact, does that make sense, or am I no, yeah. trying to be overcritical with him? I know you mean. <laughs> let me let me let me put some of to you then, because I've seen some criticism of uh, of Connor Washington as well, and mm. saying that you know he, he he maybe ought to spend a little bit of time swapped out of the team. Um, so you've got Ben Wiles, you've got Connor Washington there, both of whom ran themselves ragged for a lot of the game last night, but there was no press. There was no press from anybody else. And as a consequence, what it looked like, you've got Connor Washington pressing by himself and then you've got Ben Wiles pressing by himself. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. They're never going to be able to get in the game. The team, the, 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 one of the reasons why we have been so successful up to, up to this point of the season in relative terms is because of that press and because of how we've, we've hammered and harried teams out, out to, to get them out of possession of the ball and then maintained it afterwards. We've not done that for the last two games. There's been no press, virtually none. We were sat so deep at times last night that, you know, it was, it was we were just inviting pressure. Um, I don't know why that is. Uh, but that was a massive part of, of of how Warney got us to play. And it, it can't be any surprise that as soon as we've stopped doing that, these play, those two players in particular, but others as well, have started to not perform as well. Mm. That, that, that's an option. That I, and I think particularly for Ben Wiles, uh, well, and Washington, Colin Washington as well, they need to be involved in the press. Chio last night, for me, he kind of gave up the ghost in second half. I don't know whether that was because he'd had so many long balls pumped to him. Um, but, yeah, the, there's, the, the, the press has gone. Um, and that was a key part of the way we played. And a key part, a key component of that are those two players. Mm. Yeah, but do we need Wiles doing press? Uh, we, do, we need Wiles on the ball. We need him moving the ball forward. Nobody else is doing it, is it? Are they? But, but don't... Mm. Yeah, no, I... But, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's fine. But don't do it on your own from from Wiles's position. That's. Yeah. I, I think I if, if if Wiles is being left to do it on his own, he needs to get at the other players who, like yeah. you say, who are leaving him to it on his own, rather than just trying to do it all himself. He also needs to say to everybody else, "Right, come on, we need to press him. Press as a two rather than just leaving him to do it." Because, like like you say, if he, if he's pressing, he's not on the ball. So, in that regard, yeah, that's not Wiles' fault. But with Wiles, because he does like it here and he is very motivated by this team, he tries to do it all himself, which then makes himself, um, how do I word this, makes himself less... Um, what am I trying to say? It, it, it makes himself look less of a footballer for trying to do it all himself, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, um, you know, the, 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 there's nothing there's nothing changed since Warney left about the way that we play. Woody mm. and Peltier will have gone down that same route. You know, this is how we play. We need to continue to play in this way. But it's just dropped off completely. Um, it but seems... The, the problem last night clearly wasn't to press, it was to sit in. We, we, we invited pressure on. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't play with that, that way and press. No, the plan and, that wasn't to press. And, and and the point that you made to me just prior to game, or, or certainly in the first ten minutes or so, you know, we need to get these with some pace yeah. at, the, at the back because they're, they're all big lads. Mm. They're all going to be turning like oil tankers. You know, we need to be pressing them, and and, and we didn't do that. So but that that looked deliberate, though, didn't it? For, for me, yeah, it looked it deliberate 
So it, it, well, it kind of did, but we didn't do it on Saturday either against Wigan. No, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Just don't know. It's a complex puzzle, this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a puzzle that's far too overqualified for us. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Like the Miller points out, once departure, departure sucked the life out of some of the players. It sucked the life out of, I said, I spoke to a Blackburn podcast before we had a Saturday's game. It's just sucked the positivity out of the football club. And I was sort of hoping that Matt Taylor coming in would instantly garnish that positivity. And obviously it hasn't. That's, that's maybe too much to expect straight away. Um, but look where we are. What we're 12th in table, 11, is it 11 points, 14 points now, 14 or 15 points, 15 points now from that many games. We're in an incredible position from where we thought we might be at this stage of the season. I would just argue, Matt, that it sucked the positivity more out of the supporters than it has the players. It feels like it. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it feels like we're starting from zero. Yeah. Zero yeah. points. And we're clearly not. We're not well exactly, yeah. We so you know we're, we're and, just uh, waiting as fans, we're just waiting for that spark, aren't we? To... Yeah, and the one person who's gonna give us that spark is Matt Taylor because his praises have been sung to no end Correct. by my exiter mate. He is like Paul Warren 2.0, <laughs> but he's also very different in how he operates to Paul Warren. Um, all you need to do is watch his interview. He was upfront and honest, didn't sugarcoat it. Which is what we want to see as well. If we played poor, we want to know that we've played poor, you know. And he's not come out and said we were shocking, but he's come out and said there's things we need to address. And we're like, yeah, there is. Yeah. And he, and he knows that, so we know he's going to address him in training. So <laughs> I am going to sound like the biggest Matt Taylor happy clapper here. So I apologise to anybody <laughs> who's going to get offended by this, but Matt Taylor is the man to take us forward. Paul Warren's built an incredible legacy with this club. And yes, he has possibly taken the positive spark out of it so far. Mm. But Matt Taylor's the man to bring that positive spark back into it. And even though we've had to change manager, which I don't think many of us foresaw at the start of the season, certainly a change of manager in September, I'm still sticking to my 16th and above prediction. I do think Matt Taylor's going to do an incredible job with us. It'll just take a couple of false starts for him to get the ball rolling. And as soon as it's rolling, who knows where it'll take us? Possibly mm. the 16th. I've 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamie says he thought the gaffer gave a very honest interview after the game, which we agree with. Phil yeah. Rollins also says, listening to us post-match, he hit every nail on the head regarding performances. Seems a very clever guy. Yeah, he sort of was critical and not a critical mix without being negative. He didn't mm. quite say he were crap. We did this rubbish. That were that were bad. He just sort of explained it. He just explains things in a very clear and obvious way. And if he does that to the media, 
<laughs> I can only imagine how much it, how much better it is for the players as well. This is why I could never ever be a football manager. Because I'd be spitting dummy out. I'm spitting dummy out at that point, saying, no, it's not good enough. That performance was really poor. You know, just yeah, first thing that comes into my head. So um I'm I'm as bad as I'm as bad as I are for these clowns on Twitter. I know we need your stupidity at times, but um at least I can recognise it. <laughs> and I, I, know, I know I know where I am. It, it was a really good interview, yeah. Um so the proof of the pudding now is is, is are we gonna be able to uh, address those issues? In, in the next few games, mm. um, we set the bar very high, haven't we? The team set the bar very, very high uh, mm. in terms of performance levels and quality, um, and that's dropped off in, two, in the last two games. Clearly, the, the reason being uh, the, the the manager change. So, um, but yeah, I'm impressed with him. I'm impressed with him the way he speaks, certainly. So, hopefully, mm. he can put that into practice. Yeah. Um, we should point out that uh, contract talks with the main three, Matt, Matt Taylor says they will be starting. They basically, he says they're high priority, is essentially what he said. It's Paul Davis's reporting. Um, so you'd expect those to start fairly soonish. You've got to wonder what the promises have been made from Tony Stewart to that to that, to that end. Um, again, Matt Taylor seems very intelligent. He's got to understand that these players will be looking for big bucks compared to what we normally offer players. Uh, we've got a comment here saying what one of the options will be to sell Wiles and Chio in January. And He's got his off. flat jacket on. Offer Bar has a contract, he can't refuse to build the team around him. That's certainly one option. You sell two to keep one. Um, and if you're going to pick one to keep, you keep Dan Barlasser, Um mm. every day of the week. I know we love Wiles, but you keep Dan Barlasser for me. You can build a team around him, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Very, 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 very important. It, it, it's, it's a very interesting idea, that, and I could possibly see it working out because Taylor has got some quality players at Exeter that he could explore. Um, mm. oh, I forget I forget the name of him, but he's got seven goals this season. Brown. Already. Brown, that's it. I mean, yeah, seven goals already in League One. Some people are very critical. Can he make the step up? But if you watch him play football, good grief, he's good. That would be an amazing appointment. And would he play on the Matt Taylor? Quite possibly. And again, wait and see. We're, not, we're in October. Keep, keep, your, keep your heads in, fellas. We're in October. <laughs> Danny wants a transfer special already. Yes, I do. I want Matt Taylor on the podcast at half past ten on deadline day telling us what's happening. That would be ace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen, but it'd be ace. Um, yeah, there's plenty more stuff happen. Uh, Russ Vernon says, not sure if anybody saw this, but I saw the tweet that came out last night. Eve's come last night from a fan saying, uh, Taylor out. He doesn't know what he's doing. Oh dear! I didn't see that one. It wasn't from Tiny by chance, was it, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> because that is the proper knee-jerk reaction Tiny would do. Wow, that is uh, <laughs> special. Um, and Michael Carnell rightly says, "Yeah, don't forget to sign uh, Barlas's mother." I'm amazed she's not on payroll yet. To be honest with you, yeah. she should be. Um, well, if you're listening, Alison, we want you back on for Christmas special again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Mick talking about Christmas already. Who'd have thought that? Eh? So the man. <laughs> um, let's. The thing, is, the, black... Go on. the thing is, Matt. Between now and then, you're going to spend. You're going to have me spending a month talking about England and work, England and international football on these podcasts. Correct. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know that I can do that. I might have to apply for some leave. <laughs> 
People will want your rants about VAR at World Cup, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'll do it. Yeah, Can we do an X-rated one? An X-rated version after Watershed? No. <laughs> All right. I'm up for that. <laughs> Give me a few cans and I'm away. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should uh, point out that there's been loan movage. Um, Kieran McGuckin has movage. I don't know. It's a word now, isn't it? It's um, creative. I've made a new word, Matt. Yeah. Happy grab the police here again. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if anybody if anybody wants to make a point on Twitter and complain about rolling me hired, if there's anything wrong with the grammar, Mick will pick it up. You could have <laughs> the most important point and the most valid point in Rotherham United history. If the grammar's wrong, Mick will not, not accept it and he will tell you that it's wrong. Well, only, only if it's a stupid comment. Well, it's only if you don't agree with it. Yeah, that was yeah. what I said, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Kieran Guckin. Um, Ronald Nigel Young's a highly, highly rated Kieran Guckin has gone out on loan to Scarborough Athletic, which I like. I don't know why I like that he's gone to Scarborough. It's just a throwback. Um, yeah, yeah. Big fan of that. National League North, they're in the playoff area. They'll be back in Football League in two or three years' time. I, D- I, didn't I um, Jacob Grattan go to Scarborough initially? As well in the oh, early yeah. days, I think he uh, injured his leg or something that cut it short. So fingers crossed it doesn't happen to young Kieran. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've yeah. got a um, a friend yes, on the case. Got a friend on the case with uh, Kieran McGucker because he's uh, got an affiliation with Scarborough Athletic. So uh, you're welcome. Got the contacts. You see. Yeah, we can be good seeing one day. You know, during World Cup, we could go to Seaside. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. David Scrivens, if you're watching, Kimmy Park bus to watch Scarborough Athletic against whoever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I am. I don't know why I'm more excited about McGuckin than I am Warren or uh, DeRose, or DeRose, I think, looks a good player. So we will be keeping a close eye on uh, on that one moving forward. Uh, he's got a, he got a set by injury, didn't he? He got injured in pre-season. Having looked pretty good in pre-season, mm. um, so yeah, keep an eye on that. We will be. Mm. Um, Kay Wilson says, notice that either Matt Taylor or his number two never approached the fourth official to contest any referee decision. Is that a style? Yeah, he didn't seem to kick off about anything from a, from a from a refereeing point of view after the game. He sort of mentioned it. Um, I yeah. do think uh, at the minute Matt Taylor's in fully in the observation, see where we need to tweak things mode. Mm. And when you're in that sort of mode, you don't really go after the fourth official or the referee for decisions. You just sort of watch, take it all in, and then make your adjustments over the next few weeks. Mm. Which he's really got no time to do, because it is a hectic schedule. He's got, like, this week, and then it's, like, Saturday, Tuesday until the World Cup, which is a madness. So I couldn't fully understand that, because this week is his tweak and reset week, if you like. The last full week of training he's got until Mm. we're all off for the World Cup. Um, so yeah, I've got no qualms with that to be fair. I understand it, yeah. Um, and what I will say is that's confusing me about Matt Taylor is that whenever people talk about him, they call him Matt, and that obviously that's confusing me. When you get comments in here saying Matt, I think it's me, and it's not, it's talking about <laughs> Matt Taylor. Um, so you know, that's great news that we're going to get some confusing podcasts more so than we already do. <laughs> um Mike McMillan, 61, says he lives in Scarborough, not a football league team. They have no support. I don't care. Get them back in the football league. 
Um, what's it been, 20-odd years or so since yeah. they were in the Football League? Get them back. Get them back. McCain, when it McCain Stadium they used to play McCain at? Stadium, yeah. You now yeah, play yeah. at the Flamingoland Stadium. Oh, dear. <laughs> Which is not an improvement on McCain. No, it's not uh, really, no. But the fan, owned, the fan owned, they come from the ashes. It's a, yeah. it's a style I like, so good luck to Scarborough Athletic and uh, obviously McGuckin, who has gone there. Uh, Russ Vernon says, good to see Joe Scars back at the club. Yeah, he's head of youth. What's the title? Do you remember a title, Mick? Is it youth uh, development, is it? Head of youth development, is it? I believe so. Um, let me get the exact thing. Uh, uh, lead youth development phase coach. Too many words in that. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't make any sense. Joe Scars in, in charge of youth team. Right, sounds yeah. right. HR um, been in charge of giving him a job title, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's just going to teach him all that volley from Wolves, you know, in the 6 4. Yeah, game. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll do. That's fair yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like Joe Scars. He's a typical yeah. left back. Solid yeah. as they come when it weren't it. it, it not special, but just good. Yeah, yeah. Excellent player. Really enjoyed uh, having him around. It's good to see him back. Yeah, 100%. Um, anything else from the Millwall game before you move on to Blackburn? I don't think so. I think we've covered it all, haven't we? I, I mean, it, all, overall, it just feels a bit negative. Um, my comments do anyway. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just that we've got to just remember where we are in league, you know, the start that we've had. Um, and we've only still only lost two games, you know. So it, it, it's excellent. It's just a bit. We set that bar. We know what they're capable of doing now and achieving. So um, it's just just time for hopefully he'll be uh, the new gaffer will be able to get get the best out of him. Mm. Yeah. Final one. Nicholas Skidmore says, "Anybody else think Bramall set pieces with Port last few games? Mm-hmm. Give it down every time." I mentioned this to you last night, Mick. I can't understand why Barlas weren't taking set pieces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were odd. They were, odd. but again, you know, move on. With that, um, mm. so the one, one, one from Mike the Miller, uh, which which is a good point, which we haven't done. Pretty um, <laughs> Victor, I mean that, that save. I'm, I'm glad Danny's just disappeared for a minute because he's he's not convinced, is he? That save in the second half was just stunning, ridiculous. I mean, it was ridiculous that. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely excellent was Victor. Really, really good. Again, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep going. He needs to be in the Sweden squad. I'm I'm gobsmacked. I, it's I really crazy. am amazed. It, it, it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that they that they're not looking at him. Well, they may no. be looking at him. I don't know. But when he gets in, we've got to go all out. I think Sweden flags, face paint. <laughs> we've got to go all out, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Might get some tickets. What to Sweden? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, stunning save from Victor. Get him in the Sweden squad. Whoever from Sweden's listening, get him in the goddamn squad. Um, Absolutely. Moving on. Uh, Blackburn Rovers. We go to sixth place Blackburn Rovers. Now, their stats this season are quite fun. Uh, they've won six and lost six from 12 games. <laughs> and we've drawn six. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as to come back on, Tobias says... Johansson, it was a save from Victor for, for, for the free kick. There we go. All we need to know. Thank you very much, Tobias. Um, <laughs> last time, though. Yeah, well, hey, I, I, I've always said this if I'm a keeper, everything's a corner. I've saved everything. I've yeah, yeah. Everything. Um, 
Are we saying here that Tavares has got a best vested interest in this as well? And to, you know what I mean? Or somebody could have told Tobias. You know, Tobias might have an in with somebody, you know, close to the action. Oh, if somebody who's close to the action who's going to say it's a corner, whether I touch it or not. I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'm going to show up now. Um, we got another comment here. Bus trip to, to the first Sweden game that Victor plays? Yeah. Absolutely. I know for one who's just passed his pilot's exam as well. Here we go. So where they just leaving? Yeah, dude. And everybody around to Tobias's house afterwards for beer. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all Sweden just play in England. England. Play in England, Sweden. Be warmer in you know what I mean? if they if they play before World Cup before friends some friendlies, be warmer in England, they will be in Sweden. So England we'll against Sweden. <laughs> anyway, England back against to Blackburn. Sweden. Yeah. Back to Blackburn. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, talk about their their form's very, very inconsistent. I think they won the first three, then they lost two, then they've won and lost, won and lost. Um since then. They did lose on Tuesday night to Cardiff, so based on that formula, they are due a win. We will see. Um, our, our record to Blackburn is poor, really poor. Um, one win in the last 11 games. Um, no wins in Blackburn since 1979. Um, so it is one of those. But like, two years ago, Danny, we'd not beat Middlesbrough since 1800, Derby since 1923. It was that type of season. We've got to try and beat those type of records again. If you want to stay up, I'm not saying you need to beat Blackburn, but you need to be breaking those records and getting rid of those mm. monkeys off your back again. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think it'd be rather um, in um, in parallel with football symmetry that we've just lost Paul Warren, who didn't really have a prominent away record in the championship. New manager, first away game, he wins it. Like, <laughs> imagine, imagine the scenes. The scenes yeah. in the away end. Accept um, like it. Yeah, but at the same time, I would take a draw against Blackburn. I know we've just said that they haven't drawn a game this season. I wouldn't mind if we were the first one for them mm-hmm. um, because Blackburn is one of them teams where you do expect them to do well uh, in the second tier. Uh, and they've got Bremerton. I'm not going to call it Bremerton Diaz because that's Go silly. On. No. No, he plays for Chile and he's from the Midlands. Like, I love it. Anyway, but yeah, they've got Bremerton, who has actually only scored one more goal than Richard Wood this season. Um, <laughs> but he's going to be a goal threat. Um, but at the same time, they do look like they could not struggle per se, but certainly have a test against us because we outmatch them on goals scored per match mm. and goal conceded per match. I am using Fulton Hobbs with Fulton to sponsors. Thank you. <laughs> um, but we've got 1.18 goals per match. They've got 1.08, which isn't that big of a difference, but could be a 1-0 there. Mm. Um, but at the same time, we've only conceded 0.82 games uh, goals per game, and they've conceded 1.25. Again, fine margins in terms of actually conceding, but those sort of numbers mean it could be a one nil either way potentially. Yeah. So it could be a very tight game. Could be a game of taking the chances, and maybe we a little tweak somewhere. Could be us. You never know. Mm. Quite excited for it now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we've got to start creating chances, Mick. You know, we, we, know, we know we love XG on this on this show. Um, our XG on, on Wednesday was one point zero eight, which is so, which sounds okay. But when you bear in mind that a penalty is worth 0.7, our XG was 
I know there's a lot of throwing a lot of numbers at you, but 0.3 goals per game is poor. Not surprising either, Mick, to be honest with you, with the way we played. That's clearly somewhere we've got to up it. We've got to start creating more chances one way or another. And that's that's why you know, people could say Washington don't like scoring. We've not created anything for him. And she, yeah. same with she last couple of games. We need to start creating chances again. Yeah, we do. We do. And it's two games. It's two games that we haven't we haven't really created anything prior to that. With the exception of perhaps a Sunderland game, we, we've we've been there or thereabouts. We have been creating chances, um, so I'm not at the moment. It's not a concern, and it's not a concern because of the changes that have taken place and 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 the new manager coming in and and, and everything else that needs to sort of uh, bed in. Uh, if, if we're still doing the same thing in four or five games time, then yeah. Uh, but I suspect things will step up again now. Um, once, once Matt Taylor's had a, a week or so with a with a squad, and um, and I I I'm hoping I've got my fingers crossed that it's going to be back to business as usual. Whether he can do that on Saturday, mm. we'll have to wait and see. But but just just based purely and simply on the last two games, yeah, it's an issue. Um, but or yeah, it's a potential issue. We'll see. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah, uh, we've got Rocklaw. Ten says who says. Ten pounds for the hospice if we win, and stop mentioning Paul. What's his name? <laughs> Paul. Um, uh, we should start a, like a swear jar, and every time we mention Paul, one we're going to put a pound in pot. Ah, that's a pound, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end of the season, we can see how much money we raised for hospice just by saying avoiding saying his name. That's actually a good idea, though. I'm going to get my pound ready. I'll write that down. Money. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you already know a quid, so... I do already <laughs> If we go last two weeks, we'll owe about a £1,000, probably. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, it's not backdated. Not backdated. We'll go from no. now. We'll go from now. From um, <laughs> so, Danny, what are we going to do? What are we going to look like? What's the team going to look like? Could you see this being the game where the next three or four changes, or is it going to be pretty similar, do you think, again? I could see Matt Taylor making a few changes, you know. Not quite going around with making six changes. Um, but I, I could see changes. I could see potentially Woody coming out because um, he's had job lot on of it last week, hasn't he? I think he may need a rest. And we've got the week of recovery as well. Um, so I could see that, maybe bringing Hall in a little bit, putting Harden on that right-hand side. Then having Humphreys on the left, because I really want to see Humphreys on that left-hand side, because that is his better position. So with the experience, head in the middle. Um, I'd love to see Georgie start. I really would. I'm going to keep hammering my case on that one. Um, I really want Georgie to start, whether it's alongside Chio or a complete shake-up and we even bring Eves in to start. don't think that's going to happen, though. Um, I'd like to see Lindsay come into midfield as well. I don't think we've seen enough of him this season and he is good when he gets his chance. Because um, the opening couple of games of the season, we did have Lindsay in the midfield. Uh, I think he was in the midfield for our battering of Reading, if I remember correctly. He scored, uh, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say bring Lindsay in. Um, maybe make three or four changes, potentially, for Saturday. Um, and we could be all right. But at the same time... <laughs> I, I'm actually going to backtrack on that statement. I think we do need to change it. I really do. I think we need to freshen it up. Don't play the same way uh, in terms of like the, the eleven that's on the pitch. I think this is Matt Taylor's chance to tweak 
now, and I would like to see probably at least two changes. I think I'm going to hang me out on that one, make at least two changes, freshen it up a bit, yeah. and we could be in for a win. But if it makes the wrong changes, we could be in for a loss, which I don't want to see because I want to enjoy my time in Blackburn. It's, it, it's the first time I've got a derby in the family that's being played because my granddad has always said to me, if he followed football, which he doesn't because whatever, he would support Blackburn. So I'm going to be getting it in the neck if we lose. <laughs> and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> Not worse than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm with Danny, Mick. I, I go a couple of changes. I, I, bring, I would bring Kelly in, but I think we'll see Eves. Um, and I would bring Jimmy Lindsay in for Ben Wiles. I don't see need, and there's always there's always in the question mark on Woody can he play? So if Woody can't play, there's always I think that speaks for itself in terms of Humphreys coming in. Um, what do you th- first of all? What do you think will happen? And then what do you want to see to happen? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If there's going to be a massive um, call of players. Um, I, I, what I'd like to see happen is I'd like to see George Kelly start. Um, but I'd like to start, I'd like to see that press come back, and if the press comes back, I'm happy with what we've got. I genuinely am because you know I think they're, they're more than capable of, of turning. They are more than capable of turning over any team in this division, without a doubt. Um, so it, it depends how he's going to how he's going to set them up, and whether we are going to revert back to that way of playing that got us where we are and if we are I'm comfortable with with, with, a, with a personnel that we've got yeah. I suspect Woody might get a rest potentially um, which would be ideal to bring to put like I talked about earlier on uh, to put all back into the middle and Humphrey's left um, and possibly Wes on the right uh, that for me with Humphrey's and Wes and, and interchanging the middle uh, the, the person in the centre at the back there He's, he's our strongest back three for me. Um, I thought Bremel was trying too hard last night on Wednesday yeah, night. Yeah. Um, so I think he, he, he deserves another chance. Just, you know, calm yourself down, mate. Do what you're good at. Get back to, get back to the basics. I, I wouldn't change anything else personally if we're going to revert to, mm. to, to playing the way we did. If we're going to go back to the long ball stuff, then... Yeah. You might as well just put Eves and Kelly and Woody up front. Um, you know what I mean? It, 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 I just hope that one of them sticks, which for me is not is not the way we're going to be successful in this division. It's the mm. way that we failed the last three times we've been in it. It is. Um, Mike LeMiller says, once spent the pre-match in a Blackburn boardroom, meat pies to die for, eat your heart out, fucker. Game afterwards was a very poor second. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the pie review now. Oh, oh they, they, they were they were boardroom, mate. They were posh ones. You think they'll get posh ones to to commoners paying for them? I will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Blackburn that put their pies in a in a bread cake? That's Wigan, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, that's, well, a, that's a Wigan kebab, isn't it? I mean, yes. that just sounds. Put a bit of gravy on top, some on some mushy peas. That sounds like Evan with door shut. If you're having all that, the whole point of it in bread is it's a sandwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you need a bit, a bit of moisture in there with a pie and gravy and some mushy peas. Oh, mate, that's just, I'm good. In fact, I'm starting to dribble a bit. Yeah, that sounds lovely. <laughs> if, we, if we're going on a slight tangent with food, yeah. I'm going to blow you it's all nice. out of water, right? The Yorkshire pudding wrap at the Old Horns Inn near um, yeah. Agden, near Agden Reservoir. 
Oh my god. I thought there'd be nothing on earth to top KFC gravy, but this completely <laughs> blows it out of the water. And then the Yorkshire pudding wrap itself is it is to die for. If we're going to an away game of uh, in Lancashire, we are making a pit stop purely at that pub, purely so I can have that wrap because it is incredible. And you know Blackburn's in Lancashire. Wrap. You are Blackburn, Lancashire. I'm having a word with David Scrivens. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, a tangent. Apologies yeah, for everyone. Who doesn't like tangents? If you like tangents, you're welcome. Uh, let's go for some predictions. Mick, you mm. did not get the prediction right for Wednesday. No, no surprise. Had you not changed it, you would have got it correct. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I didn't get it correct then. Well, no, because you changed ah, it. So, so if anyone didn't tune into the emergency podcast, we, ch- we allowed ourselves to change predictions and we all went more positive um me and mick would have got the draw right mick did have one one when you changed i got carried away on a wave of optimism yes. mate you've got to forgive me and it's still a big x next year oh, I'm afraid. <laughs> um so moving on you did you don't have time to change your mind on this one so i'll give you first pick mick what do you want for blackburn um i think we're going to see the new manager bounce on saturday i'm going to be positive um, and I'm going to go with Russ Vernon and I'm going to go 1 0 Millers. 1 0 to the Millers. Interesting. I'm going to go negative again and say, I would say we're going to draw, but by the don't draw apparently. So we can't, I, I can't go for a draw to try and get a point. There are no points. Um, so I've gone one nil to Blackburn. It's, it's not. It's, if we, I said this to again the Blackburn podcast, if we defend like we did on Wednesday, we'll lose 3 0. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't good enough, but I don't think we will. I think it's going to be close. I think one nil either way, um, but just our poor record at Ewood Park has swung me to to their side. Unfortunately, Danny, what do you think? I'm going to go straight down the middle and say one one. Not many goals, then we think. No, I don't think so. You, you watch it end up being four four or something. I'm say it's going to be four four, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, tight game. I, I'm expecting a tight game. Very very tight game. Uh, we've got 2-1 to the Millers, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. says 1-1, same as Danny. Uh, Phil Robinson's 2-0 to the Millers. Dean Kittles is 3-1 to the Millers. I do like the, the positivity in the comments when we have predictions always cheers me up a bit. I <laughs> often feel negative going into games, especially in the Championship. Yeah, but, but how come you don't get anything from the comments where you go negative? But I went negative for Sunderland and I got a load of stuff for it and it turned out I was right. Like People, people just clearly see you as the happy one. So when you go not not happy, it's more noticeable. I'm just clearly a miserable git. Like me. <laughs> oh dear, they have much to learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else we need to talk about? I think we've covered just about everything on the United related. A minute, is there anything else we need to cover? Um, Joe Scars coming into Ooh, the you, the uh, you're putting dog out at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I was absent for that. Um, oh, the amount of tickets that we've sold for Blackburn. Um, oh. It's an all right following, to be fair. We've got 600 going, bad. which isn't too bad. Mm. Make sure we make a lot of noise. Absolutely. Yeah. big Get behind the Millers. Away sport is, is generally very, very good for Royal United, isn't it? Um, so we'll go from there. Um, thank you all for being involved tonight. We've missed a couple of comments off in, the, in terms of predictions, but... Thank you anyway. Um, we will be back on Sunday, Sunday evening, 
um, for the review of the Blackburn Rovers game. No preview, no midweek game next week. So we've got, as soon as we get a week off, well, the players have got a week off. Um, our workload stays exactly the same. May even increase, you never know. Uh, <laughs> no more emergency podcasts, please. God, no more emergency podcasts, please. No more emergency podcasts. I can't take it. My heart can't take it anymore. Uh, the only emergency podcast next week we can expect is if for some reason New York Stadium is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get yeah. any ideas, any of you. <laughs> uh, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel already. We've knocked over the 750 mark, like I asked everybody to do, and uh, we've smashed that um, quite comfortably over a couple of days after. So please do subscribe if you want, if you haven't done already, onto the YouTube channel. Um, Danny's, Danny's vlog, to, have you done one for Wednesday? Uh, yep, should be up tomorrow morning. Up Friday morning. Go and yep. check it out. I keep forgetting to tweet out about it on Friday on the morning. So go and check out. This is why you should subscribe and you'll get notification when Danny's, uh, Danny's vlog's up. Um, watch out for his power review after the Blackburn game as well, obviously. Um, are we doing a Twitter space post-match Saturday? Was away game. We normally do Twitter spaces, don't we? Do you want to do a Twitter yeah. space? You're in charge. All right, we'll do a Twitter space. I, I, I post match of Blackburn. Um, it'll be an hour after kickoff, like we do on Saturdays, something like that. Maybe a bit later, so we can give people time to get home. Basically, Blackburn in it. Um, we'll keep an eye on the Twitter, Twitter for that. Please follow us on Twitter if you're not already. If you're just listening audioly, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are getting your podcast. Please do subscribe. Uh, Mick, no rants tonight. No rants from Mick tonight. What's all that about? Amazing, isn't it? Scenes. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, Danny, it's been a pleasure having you as well, mate. Nice to see you. Yep, always a pleasure. I was told to, uh, yesterday that our website is top quality by my uni lecturer. So take that as you will. <laughs> Excellent work. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you Sunday. Bye. Bye. Vicious. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, here's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.